Welcome to Under the Lens. Come and enjoy an extraordinary, raw, and unfiltered podcast that delivers debate, discussions, and interviews about film, pop culture, and everything in between. Here is your host, film critic and journalist, Byron Lafayette. Yeah, so uh, so let's get started here. Um, what drew you to the Snake Eyes Dead uh, Dead Game project in the first place? Well, so I am a uh, way older GI Joe fan than most people realize because uh, it's so funny when people, even in in the context, even in the context of uh, of of all of this um, uh, of all of this. Uh, what am I, the, the, the GI Joe stuff that I've been doing when I would do different issues and feature different characters, they'd be like, why are you bringing in these lame characters of, that you're creating? We don't want those. I'm like that. I didn't create that guy. That, that, that that's from the adventure team line that's before <laughs> your time. See, you understand when I'm seven years old, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't have comics yet. That most kids, their first interaction is with, is with toys mm-hmm. um, before they can read. Right. And, and, sure. and my ride or die was, uh, so this is a vintage gi joe okay from 1974 the adventure team um and and this is what gi joe had become and he he was uh he was an adventurer Mm -hmm. and uh and 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 i had these uh, i had a couple of these they were my sandbox they were my rider dies gi joe went with with me in the car um whenever we went on long trips um i had my gi joe my dad he had a little passive aggressive action telling me you know why you got to play with dolls my mom understood my you know my uh my obsession but here's the deal it didn't end there they had power records which um you would listen to these and these have comic book adventures inside, but you would be guided. Okay, Joe on the back tells you what's going on, but you would be guided. Uh, so there's comic book adventures, but there was no GI Joe comic book. Uh, they, they were in these, and, and and let me tell you something. These were um, these were in department stores. Okay, that this was in the record section where where Power Records, because Power Records did GI Joe, they did Marvel, they did DC Comics. Dude, you have a real life living 1970s relic that you're talking to <laughs> that, that is my decade that is my jam so so my first love was my gi joe toys mm-hmm. and then one day they they just left the shelves and they left completely and i was one i had no idea where they went mm-hmm. but i had my vintage stuff and uh and then of course so that i'm seven so then almost a decade later you know uh eight years later they do the real american hero now by that time i am an avid comic collector and I see that for the first time they're going to do a GI Joe comic book, and I buy. Uh, it was it was a store in Orange County, one that I don't frequent a lot, but it was it was a great store. It was just really far from. We were down near the beach, and it was a store called Land of Oohs and Oz in in Fountain Valley in Orange County. And GI Joe uh, number one had just come out. It was a weekend. Books used to be new comics used to come in on a Friday, not a Wednesday. And I remember going, "Oh my gosh, double sized." all this action, all these new Joes. And I understood that there was a new toy line and there was a cartoon coming. And I, I was just completely thrilled. So at that point, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm 14. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I'm kind of at the, I was at the tail end of the adventure team, but I'm at the beginning of this new GI Joe, you know, and of course, like so many others, look, my favorite character is snake eyes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. So, 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 so there's a ninja. <laughs> I, I'd seen ninjas in, in, in martial arts films. So there's a ninja, but he carries. 
He has a pistol. <laughs> he has a gun that goes with his sword. And I'm like, and, and, and here's the deal, man, that actually turned out to be quite influential for me uh -huh. <laughs> um, in regards to my boy, Mr. Poole here, um, because I carried that aesthetic because I'm like, hey, and now let me tell you something. I'm kind of skipping to the end, but we're going to fill in the middle. But when Hasbro calls me, he says, Rob, we have something special on the way for you. Uh, uh, a Snake Eyes dead game. Okay, you understand. Uh, Seven-year-old Rob Liefeld is losing his mind. because <laughs> I'm about to get a delivery of a legit uh, Snake Eyes that is based on my comic book in the red costume, dead game. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, I turned him red in Snake Eyes dead game two. Mm -hmm. um for a couple issues mm -hmm. and then in issue four i turned him white kind of like storm shadow i turned him all white because he's in the snow but the next thing you know i got a high-end collectible of this mm -hmm. and so i'm like this is the best thing i ever did because uh -huh. it was the best decision I ever made but speaking to my fandom it, it i'm, I'm pre-sold i'm part of the earliest gi joe lovers and uh and so idw had had me do a few covers over the years they had had me do a few uh, covers for their GI Joe series, and they called me up, and they said, "Rob, the guys at Hasbro love you," and uh, and and I can attest that this is true. I, I found this out. Um, but they said the guys at Hasbro love you. They would love for you to do a GI Joe comic. Is, is there something with Snake Eyes? Would you love to do it? And I said, "Well, I have a pretty wild idea. I do." But um, and I I wrote it down. I submitted it, and uh, fortunately. Hasbro approved every crazy idea I had all along the way. And uh, and and it was turned out to be my favorite experience in 34 years of doing comics, this Snake Eyes project. Hasbro and IDW went out of their way to uh, make this little kid's dream come true. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, it, it, you know, once they cleared me, we were off and running. And now th this thing called the pandemic hit right in the middle, which stalled it out a little. Fans of the character have really been positive i've had so many people who have told me on social media um that 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 they're thrilled that i hitched my ride to gi joe and then others who've said i've never bought gi joe before but i'm experiencing it now because you're doing it so it's the best of both worlds you know and i i want to ask like what was it like you know working with uh with larry you know and stuff you know such a, a legend in the in the gi joe community so so 100 so percent at the start of this uh i i find a friend of mine got this amazing larry hama snake eye sketch mm -hmm. and so i said to my friend i said ted uh, we're gonna call him ted p ted p uh ted, i said ted what if i got larry to sign off on letting me ink that and then i can use it as a cover but it's your sketch mm -hmm. you paid larry for it so it's yours but I don't want to do it unless Larry approves it. Mm -hmm. And he says, Rob, feel free to pursue it. Dude, 10 minutes later, I texted Larry Hama. Mm -hmm. I said, Larry, you know, this is Rob. Can I do this? Is this something you would approve? He's like, Rob, sounds great. Do it. <laughs> and uh, and that was while I was drawing Snake Eyes number one. And it was too late to solicit with the cover of, um, it was too late to include on issue one. So then I called my friend Ted and I said, Ted, Larry has given me permission. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get, you know, I'll get the sketch, scan the sketch, send it to me. I'll ink it. And then I'll, I'll again, I didn't print it, dare print it until Larry signed off on the finished piece, which again, he said, Rob looks great. I'm so happy we did this. So knowing that Larry's cover was going to be on five, not two, three, four, I was going to hold it till five. 
I wanted to make it an all-star jam and including Larry, I wanted to get some of these great legends like Neil Adams and Kevin Eastman and Neil Adams for me. Uh, and I think anyone would be hard pressed to argue that he is not the greatest comic book illustrator of all space and time. And those people who aren't familiar with his Batman, his legendary Batman work, his legendary Green Lantern work, um, his X-Men work. He did a seminal uh, uh, book, Kids My Age, Celebrate DC, reprinted it a few years ago in a hardcover. Superman versus Muhammad Ali is one I of I remember the, that. Uh -huh. it, it is the most beautiful, most amazingly rendered, drawn, illustrated, laid out, comic book of all space and time peak neil adams nobody can touch he 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 was on a level of but he's like the michael jordan mm -hmm. of comic books so i i know neil very well I've, I've got a very friendly relationship with him i used to always pull up my chair it shows if i had some downtime and and chew his ear off and a couple of years ago we all went out to dinner um neil his wife my wife we all and i just I, again i picked i picked pick his brain because his period in comic is my favorite so he told me rob because I would say, oh, I loved how you ink. I, I, I can't believe you occasionally would ink other artists. And he said, Rob, I'm everybody's best inker they ever had. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't argue. I, I, I'm trying to find original art of that stuff and collect it. So I called Neil and said, if Neil Adams says yes, everyone will say yes. It's one of those. Neil was the first call I made. I said, Neil, I've got the snake eyes. I've got this you know, conclusion. Would you be open to drawing to, to, to inking a page over me. And he said, I won't do one page. I'll only do it if you give me two pages. You got to give me two, make it a big action pack spread and I'll do it. So believe you me, I made sure I gave him the most, the biggest, baddest action pack page in the entire book. I, I had already had it laid out in thumbnails. I sent it to Neil, 80 years old. This guy wipes everybody's ass. He's so good. The, I, the page came back and I stared at it and I stared at it and I hadn't told IDW about this shit yet. I hadn't told them I was building an all-star team. Mm -hmm. I send them the spread with Neil. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, by the way, I'm asking all these artists to join me on this issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, figured I'd send you the page Neil just did. And my editor said, I... I'm having trouble responding to you. I can't <laughs> believe I'm looking at a Neil Adams Inc. Rob Liefeld snake eye spread. He goes, oh my gosh, people are going to lose their minds. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, who else did you get? And I went, bah, 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 all the names, <laughs> all the all-stars. And then of course, Kevin, the King Eastman, Kevin, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles agreed to jam with me. I mean, the guy is a living legend himself. I cannot believe all the great names that signed on to give me. I got the, the best of the young new talent today. Philip Tan, Ed Pisker, Jim Rugg, Tom Scioli, um, the classics, Jerry Ordway, Carl Kiesel, uh, you know, guys from my extreme studio, Dan Panosian. I mean, it's, it's a fantastic looking issue. And I can tell you that we're doing a black and white version so people can see all the line art because color as and i have great color on this book it looks beautiful but it obscures some of the line art you can't see all of the artistry so by taking the color off and just giving people and we're calling it snake eyes declassified so i think people are going to totally dig it mm -hmm. but uh it's just too many in comic books we focus too much on the launch issue mm -hmm. and and i figured this is my big finale how do i make it special mm -hmm. so i packed it with irresistible talent and, uh -huh. and, and that's how we're going out Oh man, that's exciting! You know, covered by Larry Hama. Come on, yeah. the creator, the creator of of Snake Eyes. I mean, I, I, I it, it had to happen.
Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's exciting. And, you know, I'm really excited too for the, for the black and white too, because yeah. I'm a sucker when it comes to black and white, whether it's movies or anything, you know, and when the Snyder cut came out in black and white, I was like, okay, I got to watch it. You know, yeah. so like anything black Me and too. white, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this way people will get to see all the nitty gritty of the, of the line art. So mm-hmm. it'll be great. Yeah, it's good. You know, in your opinion, you know, when it comes to to you know, arguably Snake Eyes is is probably one of the most, if not the most popular character oh, yeah. in, in GI Joe. You know, he's he's amazing. And uh, what do you think it is that draws people to his character? You know, the um, you know what pe- what made people fall in love with him? Do you think? Okay, so I'm gonna I, I love that question, and you're gonna have to just strap in for this answer. Okay? <laughs> um, because look, we are first and foremost a visual medium. Okay, mm-hmm. I responded so powerfully when i was nine years old to star wars Mm -hmm. because i recognized that han solo was the gunslinging cowboy Mm -hmm. that was going alongside this almost like biblical prophet figure in obi-wan kenobi who comes out of the desert and he's like moses Mm -hmm. and then you've got like darth vader is like like this samurai in black armor and george was mashing it up and i had seen enough after school they when I, in the seventies, Monday through Friday, you always got these different movies in the afternoon, all the planet of the apes movies, all the Bruce Lee movies. So I got grindhouse, I got martial arts, I got sci-fi and I understood. Okay. So I'm watching a samurai representation with like a biblical prophet with like a cowboy and then, and then machines and robots. It was an ultimate mashup. And it became like so many other kids, my favorite thing, just based on those visuals, that trailer alone and a giant again, Get this carpet out of the way okay <laughs> what's this giant wolf man i mean again this is prior you know i'm 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 nine years old in 1977 i'm watching these cartoons i mean these commercials and i cannot wait to see this movie but more importantly in the in-between time when we knew that a sequel was coming because I've, as i've shared with my family you know sci-fi magazines named starlog were like our link we had to go to the grocery store and look and see what news was coming in there was an announcement there's gonna be a sequel to star wars i'd never seen a sequel to anything uh-huh. but then this character is announced and visually he just dominate my friends and i lose our shit. Mm-hmm. and his name's boba fett okay mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> he's got a great name mm-hmm. he's got an unbelievable look mm-hmm. and look how powerful that look is it's now carrying the most popular show on the disney channel i mean mandalorian okay and now we're getting uh, boba fett got his own show from Mandalorian and Mandalorian got his own show because Boba Fett was so popular in the first place. <laughs> and I look, my generation, 11 years old, I had to, I had to mow extra lawns to buy extra star Wars action figures to cut out the proof of purchase that was required to mail in, to get a Boba Fett figure mailed to you. Cause that's how it was. And every day I check my mailbox and I remember distinctly the day that the bus dropped me off and I ran down the street and I opened our mailbox and there was a white cardboard, like like it would fit a tube of toothpaste <laughs> and it said from kenner to rob liefeld and i knew holy shit, this is my boba fett figure and i opened it up and i mean i lost my crap now here's the deal i didn't know that he would go on to die like a total bitch yeah. <laughs> jedi and be minimal at best in empire strikes back okay and i gotta be up my 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 kid version was not happy with how he was presented because uh-huh. what i saw was a complete badass that could take everybody on and that relationship was built through that visual. When Snake Eyes came on the scene, the goggles, the visor, the all black, like I said, a gun and a sword. A gun and a sword. Uh-huh. I mean, holy shit. Um, and 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 I so so one of the biggest stores in Orange County, about a year before the Deadpool movie, 
he carries all the toys, all the comics. His name's Jason. And he's like, hey, Rob, I'm going to tell you something. The thing I love about Deadpool, I've always loved, is he looks like a badass ninja. He goes, I know he's funny and he makes jokes, but it's how he looks. He goes, that's why we sell so many statues. He goes, none of these statues talk back to us. But look at all <laughs> the Deadpool statues. They're posed with a gun in one hand and a katana in the other. And he's leaping at you. He's in an action pose. And all of that I got from Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes was like the predominant action hero of our generation. So the thing I love about him is the nobility. And what I tried to do with him in Dead Game was put him in way over his head every single issue. Um, my biggest inspiration for the, all of Dead Game was the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. He has got to keep this sword of the dead out of the hands of this mythical guy that's been resurrected. Okay, So that at that point, it becomes like the, the Ark or the Grail. And... Uh, and all of the different, I mean, Snake Eyes, like I said, he's, he's sacrificed to a giant cobra. He's, <laughs> he goes on a vision quest in issue four. He battles a giant polar bear before <laughs> he has to plummet to the depths of an Arctic lake to retrieve Thor's hammer. Yes, I said Thor's hammer. How they signed off on that? Okay. So, so I was like, what can I put this, this character through that he hasn't been through? Because he's been through so many military missions. He's behind. He's become. He's he, he's behind so many enemy lines. But now I'm giving him this giant mythological legendary adventure. And again, I'm just so thankful that Hasbro and IDW signed off the entire time. They never told me no. Um, and 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 uh, and and for the, the the people who are looking for the real clues, if you look at my first issue and you see how Kurrigan, my bad guy, is depicted. Mm -hmm. Well, he's in. He's mummified. Well, um, maybe my my adventures here uh, in it with Power Records with GI Joe encountering a mummy had something to do with that. Or maybe here when he's battling a serpent, I, I decided. Well, maybe I'll just make my serpent way bigger. Um, you know, I haven't. I was going to on social media disclose how all of these informed my influences, but the entire time, you know, I'm running alongside my younger self. My my seven year old self was present all the time. Because I can't believe I did a GI Joe series. Like I, I can't. I can't believe I grew up. I, I got the job of my dreams, mm -hmm. and then I got to do all these bucket list items. And that's what the last kind of five, six years has been about with for me, just crossing bucket list after bucket list after bucket list off. Because I'm like, I could die soon. I'm not young. I'm not a young guy. I can get some sort of cancer and die. I'm old. So I'm just trying to book these gigs and 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 get them done and get them into collections and get them on bookshelves. Man, that's that's amazing, man. I know we're uh, we're running short a little bit on time here, but uh, I did want to. Um, it's a perfect segue to to one other question that I wanted to to ask sure. you um, about being a X Force kill shot. You know, you know. First, I want to say congratulations on Thank such an, an incredible anniversary, and you know, just an amazing history, iconic X Force kill shot is my dream. I told Marvel, like what I tell you, I really live by it. I think I'm going to die any day, and. Uh, <laughs> And so I'm trying to just jam all this work out before I die. And, uh, and, 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 and I'm like, for the 30, I, I just told one sentence to Marvel. I said, five different X-Force teams mm -hmm. from different timelines unite mm -hmm. to take down their nemesis strife once and for all. And they're like, good, we're done. Let's go. Let's go. Um, here's the deal, man. I'm just going to stick to what I did to get me to the dance. These characters, creating these characters, introducing these characters, changed my career, changed the comic book career, changed the X-Men office. I got a wing. I built a wing into the X-Men mansion called X-Force with Deadpool, with Cable, with Domino, with Shatterstar, with all these characters. And so the fans always are very excited when I interact with them with good reason. I'm the daddy. 
Um, I think I handled them pretty well. I think I know my way around these characters. I think um, I'm very excited. I've been doing these 30 variants for Deadpool all year long. They have me doing 30 covers for the 30th anniversary and they're selling out. They're, they're, they're people are just grabbing them. They're, they're, they're just grabbing them and, and, and they're, they're, they're extremely popular. And, and again, you know, I would have given anything for Steve Ditko to draw one last Spider-Man story 10 years before he died, 20 years before he died, but Steve stopped. And I think when you um, can, can snuggle up to your creations again and kick down the door with these characters and kick some righteous ass and kill shot kicks some righteous ass. I draw for the fans because I am the fan and <laughs> want to see cable doing and Shatterstar doing, I'm going to show you them doing that thing. There's a huge emotional component to the end of the book, mm -hmm. but getting there is going to be completely action packed mm -hmm. and it's going to kick all sorts of ass. So I appreciate you, you know, mentioning it and saying nice things. Oh man. Yeah. I, I can't wait. You know, as soon as it comes out, I'm going to be first in line to buy it. So <laughs> thank, you, thank you so man. much, <laughs> man. Well, I appreciate your time so much. You know, it's been, been a blast chatting with you, you know, about both these projects. Hey, you know? I had the best time. Thank you for having me on your show. Mm -hmm. This was a, this was a blast. I love talking comics and I love talking comics with you, man.